Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Hope you're having a great week so far. Tim tried to walk out on my intro because he needed to pee. Not this time, Tim. We're getting all the way through here, baby. So what we start out with is our weekend recap. We'll chop it up, have some fun conversation to get things flowing a little bit. Talk about my tattoo appointment that I'm excited for this week. How uh, My mom was influenced by some of our prior episodes, got her musical talents back in the game. And we're just having uh, some better weeks this week uh, all around. So then we get into our RLEs. And I asked Tim uh, for a little advice on applying for writing gigs. I've tried to apply for some and with a little less luck than I was hoping for. So Tim guides me that direction a little bit. And then I talk about still playing the guitar. It's kind of in uh, some funks been dealing with some some issues so the guitar is a new pocket of peace for me and started writing with that a little bit and then finished with book talk change maker by john berardi we're talking being client-centered versus being coach-centered tim where do you take us on this wonderful wednesday yes beautiful wednesday it's time to win on wednesday that's how we do Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so yeah great episode for you guys today give a little recap uh weekend recap i took a golf trip up to fort wayne with my brother and my friend i give a little recap on that uh the mj documentary it ended unfortunately i'll definitely be watching it again but we give a, a recap on episodes nine and ten i give my biggest winner of the entire documentary and explain why so you, you won't want to miss that part uh for real life experience i made a uh, pretty big mistake on one of the projects I worked on, but the mistake ended up being good because I learned a huge lesson from it uh, that I'm going to explain in the real life experience section. So uh, pretty real part of the episode there. Pretty, pretty good part. So you should listen to that. And then at the end, end of the episode, I talk about the game plan for life uh, by John Wooden. And I talk about the importance of challenges and how it brings people together. Uh, so you guys won't want to miss that part either. You won't want to miss any part of this episode. Zero parts. Miss zero parts. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of challenges, I'm going to lay down a challenge for y'all listeners right Ooh. now. <laughs> I need you to head on over to uh, iTunes and leave us a five-star review um, or any type of review because we welcome any type of opinions on the show. We want to... Five stars, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I want that. But yeah, let us let, let us also know what you want us to talk about because we, we love... Uh, kind of aligning what we talk about to what you guys need so always feel free what you want us to talk about and, and leave us a review tell us how we can be better and we look forward to your feedback but without further ado i want you guys to enjoy episode 131 mm. so good to see you brother how's it going good to see you not bad Got a good lifterson in. Did the douche muscles muscles today? Yeah, how was it? Wait, oh, which, which muscles are those? Felt good. Oh, the beach, the beach ones, man. We did chest, thighs, tries, shoulders, all the important ones. Very nice. Yeah, Very we did. So we did. How, how big? How big is the space that you lived in? I mean, it'd be a little cramped. Now you can work out with three. It starts to get a little tight with three. But it's in his garage, so it's like a single car garage, right? And it's probably, I don't know, ten by twenty-four or something like that, ish uh -huh. feet in feet. Um, yeah. So I mean, he's got a squat rack, he's got bars on the wall, <clears throat> resistance bands, kind of all the essentials. Okay. And he's, he's got a stand for the weights now too. So 
it's it it's dude it gets the job done you got what you need the real steel you know like you you hear it clang it's like you know it's at least 45 if it's not a little more than 45 like that real steel not that rubber shit you know so it's like it just fucking feels good dude yeah and the nostalgic sounds of you lifting the weights it's it's somewhat comparable it's somewhat comparable to the gym you kind of feel like you're back in the gym but not and and i i take my portable speaker and so me and dr owens like we listen to our workout playlist so we get our music you got a workout partner which i'm not used to having which is kind of a nice little change up and so yeah let's see monday we did i wanted to front squat so i front squatted that day forget what else we did i did some clamshell exercises we did back we did some bent over rows did some pull-ups oh what else uh did some uh we were supine on a bench doing uh pullovers for lats uh yeah then did tuesday did chest shoulders and everything arms so we just kind of like we'll we'll talk about it that day hey what do you feel like lifting later we'll kind of get a uh, feel for what we, what we want to do that day and maybe it's a little bit of everything you know, there's good evidence yeah. for full body workouts so some days it's everything and then we'll do that two three days a week and then sometimes it's ah, let's break it up a little bit you know maybe he's got to watch the kid or we're just kind of feeling feeling done after a few body parts and we do the rest the next day yeah well it <laughs> sounds like you guys got a, a very organized plan going on though you're you're most likely a step of a step ahead of a lot of people who are in quarantine. So that's good that you had an opportunity. And yeah, cause I've been, my workouts have been kind of weird. Like I do the same thing every day. I like, I've been keeping them really simple, compact mm-hmm. and I do all the muscle groups every day. Yeah. <laughs> Just a quick, like quick 20, 30 minute one. Yeah. So, and you one, know ex- one, ex- one exercise, each one for four sets. Yeah. Muscle groups, so Kind of ties me over. Kind of ties me over till we get back into the gym and get on a, on a structure. But yeah, at least you're moving. Uh, the chair has been my best friend, though. Chair push-ups. Uh, okay. 150 a day. They, dude, people underestimate the power of push-ups and and even body weight squats. Like I think, so not that I was perfect, but I started to do a lot more push-ups in quarantine, and I think that kind of slowed the the atrophy of my bench press which i was struggling with before quarantine because i was having a little shoulder pain i think it was some super supernatus i think i'd lack some serratus activation but i've been working on that so we benched on tuesday and it just it felt good i was like dude let's add a little more let's let's bump it up a little more so it just felt really really good and so yeah i've been working through that that dysfunction rehabbing and prehabbing that now. And so it's, I just feel good getting back into it, but yeah, push-ups, man, I, I think push-ups are, cause that's almost a full body movement in and of itself. You're using just about everything. Yeah. Cause like you're still pushing through your legs. You're still supporting with your legs and your core and, and your back and like, and, it's everything. Yeah. And push-ups are one of those things where there are so many variations of it. Like you, you mm. can like you can do like the chair push up. You can hang your feet on the side of the bed and do the and lean down on the ground and do push ups. There's so many different like angles you can do it at, uh, materials you can use. Yeah, it's it's yeah. great. It's a like, universal, universal yeah. exercise. 
those like spider-man push-ups like you can do so many fucking different things with push-ups yeah so yeah it's just getting creative and it's easy to get bored so just change it up if you just like what you're doing every day rock and roll yeah but i like having a little change yeah that, and that's why i'm excited personally yeah, I won't be able to lift for a while, though. I'm getting my arm worked on, going to see my tattoo artist this week. So I won't be able to lift for uh, probably close to a week just because mm-hmm. arm's going to hurt. It's got to heal and shit. But getting a little color added to it. So I'm going to add some color to accent, probably the wave and stuff and, and the lakes and probably have them punch through some lines and some uh, some lettering just touch it up a little bit but yeah gonna throw some color and then i'll be all done with that part of the arm yeah you'll have to you have to post a picture on instagram for the uh for the listeners so they can see i will yeah sometimes sometimes it's just really beat up because you know after like three three and a half hours sometimes there's just a lot of red but i'll see if we can get a good photo of it fresh and yeah yeah, i'll do that and then when it when it heals up too but yeah, then I think in July I'll probably I'll probably schedule like two or three appointments before I leave. Uh, I'll do my Bible verse back of my shoulder in July. See what else do I have planned? I'll start the outside of my arm later this year. So if my mom's listening to this, spoiler alert. <laughs> but it'll look nice. It'll be classy, mom. Classy tattoos. She's listening to this right now at home in, in her dining room, applauding for the fact that you're getting another one. No, she's not. She's chopping shit up, and now she's putting it down. <sighs> my <laughs> cub. That's what she says. Uh, my cub. And she'll, be, uh, she'll go, so I was listening to your podcast, and <laughs> I heard about your tattoo endeavors. And so I go to your father, Harold. Listen to your son. That, that's how that shit's going to go. That's how it's going to go. And you know, I love my parents to death. They're so funny. She puts out a comment with, so I was listening to your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I was listening to your podcast the other day. Uh, yeah. God, I, I started my, like that. Yeah. I love my parents, dude. They're so fun. They're fun people. Super smart, too. I talk to them about, about business all the time. But that's how that conversation will go. Mark my words. It's funny. My mom will also do this thing. She leaves a voicemail. She makes sure to let me know that it's it's my mom. So every voicemail starts the same. <clears throat> hey, Colin, it's your mom. <laughs> I, love I mimic it. with love, but it's – God, my parents are great. It's your mother. That's what my mom always says. <laughs> like, ah, oh, good, good thing my color ID is broken. Huh. huh. But, uh, no, that, uh, that excites me. What? I was gonna say, me and my dad, we're so like technical. Just me and him do this to each other when we leave voicemails. We're so technical about it. We always say the time. Hey, it's Tim. It's one seventeen p.m. on Saturday. The fit. Like we'll just like be specific on yeah. purpose, just because it's us too. <laughs> hey, Pop, I got about one forty-three and like twenty-seven here going down. Uh, I got about twelve and a half minutes exact until I have to be somewhere. It is 47 degrees, partly cloudy, and it is. Yeah, right. right. In case you didn't know. But yeah. Then next time you leave him a voicemail, you should just kind of tell yourself a joke, but you're still on the voicemail and end with a, ah, 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 ah. Just hit him with one of those. 
That'll just be how I leave my voicemails with you. <laughs> Done. Done. Your dad will be like, what was that? <laughs> you know what? Tim, are you feeling all right? You know what? Next, next family gathering when we're all together, I'm going to do that. I just want to see what their reaction is. Please, oh, my God, please. You have to have, like, your brother recorded or something. Yeah, I will. Like, well, subtly, just, like, kind of peering over the table with, with the phone, you know, the little sneak attack. Oh, because I have to see initial reactions. It's got to be – no, it's got to be at one of those uh, – a more formal dinner, like Thanksgiving or, like, birthday dinner or something to, like for a special occasion where everyone's attention is, like, focused and everything. Yeah, and just burst out. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, everyone starts laughing, and you delay yours on purpose. They all start to quiet down, like, and then you just ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yep, we are definitely gonna get that in production. And going. First time I meet your parents, bro. <laughs> They're gonna say something like ah, ah, ah. That that should when you meet them, that should just be your very first laugh that you do. <laughs> And then they'll think, and then don't laugh the rest of the night. And then they'll think that's your normal laugh for <laughs> until the next time you see them. They'd be like, Tim, your friend Colin was very nice. Don't, don't get me wrong. But is he like, okay? Like, is, <laughs> is he all there? Is he, is he all right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not that funny. Like, <laughs> uh, Mom, what do you mean? Like, well, his, his laugh. What about his laugh? I mean, it, it, what's wrong with the laugh? Dude, we could, yeah, we could really ride that thing all weekend long. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, hey, speaking of working out, <clears throat> I, I remembered I already worked out before this. So that means I can have a cold one for this podcast. So I'm going to go get one real quick. Oh, well. Extraordinary. <laughs> what you got there, Tim? Lagoon. Oh, a little something. A little something. A little something. I got a, I got a new grist. It's a, a gluten-free pilsner. Ah, there it is. It, uh, it's tasty. You can't like tell it. that it's gluten-free. And because gluten-free beers are still crafted beers, the alcohol content does not suffer one bit. Like it's up there mm. with normal like craft beers in terms of content. It will get you where mm. you want to go. Gluten has nothing to Who do with how free? twisted you can be. Who was explaining to us that one time about vodka and gluten? How like all of them are gluten free, but like only some of them advertise that. Only some advertise. Yeah, I'm trying to think who that was. I remember. I remember that. I think so. It might have been. I'm trying to remember. I know that exact conversation. But imagine if they all advertised that. Sales would soar. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like Tito's is great, but imagine if Grey Goose was like, guys. We're gluten free too. Do you know how much more Grey Goose I'd probably drink? Probably not that much because I'm still broke as shit yet. But Grey Goose, if, one, one day you'll have a wall full of. If Grey Goose was like, yeah, we're gluten free, guys. That's all you have to do. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. You'd we'll be, be coming march- down the mountain when we come. You'd, you'd be marching down to the liquor store just like that. So oh, yeah. I'd be like, Hey guys, it's not just Tito's. They're all gluten free. Ah, 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 ah. I hope our listeners pick up this laugh. They're either gonna—it's a love or hate thing. It's one of the two. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll know we've made it with this podcast when we're just walking down the street and someone just stops you and be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs>
I'd, pro- I'd probably hug the person right then and there. After I'm after I stop crying, if someone just stops in the next two to three years, stops, looks at us, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Universal off the <laughs> So great. Just the OTD laugh. Like, you creepy fucks. <laughs> Look at that noise. What animal died? Yeah. Oh, man. But so before uh, so I was talking about seeing my tattoo artist, got to plug that episode. Episode 99 with Andrew Gummer. Yes. And uh, on Instagram, it's at Andrew Gummer Art. Gummer is G-U-M-M-E-R. And... Um, he also does photography too, but he has a lot of his tattoos on there. He's been tattooing over 10 years. Super awesome human, uh, great individual, really great artist. So, I mean, he's going to be doing all my, all my pieces unless I'm traveling somewhere and a friend is like, oh, let's get a friend tattoo. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck it. But, um, I mean, yep. yeah, he's – it's not broke, right? And, and we, we actually, like, hang out like it hurts, but we have good conversation we have a good time with it and yeah, it's, it's an experience. So he's at salty siren tattoo in Greenwood, Indiana. So if you're in the greater Indianapolis area, I know everyone and their mother has a good tattoo artist, but if you need one, you're trying to find a new one. Uh, first tattoo, 10th tattoo, Andrew Gummer art. He's your man. So yeah. and that's our best performing episode. Still yeah. top of the leaderboard. I mean, excellent interview. Like not only was it cool <laughs> to hear, um, just I mean, he's a great tattoo artist, but like he's an even better person just because mm-hmm. like the the passion that he pours into it. Like you could tell that his passion with with tattooing it, it's it's more than just an art. It's a way to provide for his family, and it's a it's a sense of fulfillment that he's got. Uh, he describes a lot of the challenges that he's gone through in his life. He's had some mm-hmm. unfortunate events happen to him, but how he's pushed through that kind of stuff and found uh, a solace, uh, a passion, a happiness uh, in tattooing and his family, like. It, it was just a, it was a great conversation. Like it makes sense why it's so high performing. It was just, it was a real raw conversation that you won't want to miss. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you said how real and raw it was. Cause it was exactly that. It was just super real. Like that was it down to the nitty gritty, just real life, life kicks in your face and then steps on your throat, you know? So yeah. Episode 99, 99 problems. Tattoo ain't one. Go check it out. <laughs> if you like okay, that shit. I see you. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was great. So, uh, dude, it's it's the beer during the podcast. Yes. Good workout. Mind is clear post-workout. Yes. Now we're bringing the cortisol down even further with a little beverage. Yes. A little libate. So speaking of my mom listening to our episode, nice transition there. Not really beer to mom. Um, she was saying she heard how I started playing guitar more to kind of help with my own personal uh, kind of dark seasons and so she started playing piano a little more and was inspired by our podcast about changing things up you know she was kind of in her own little funk excuse me and uh, so yeah she heard that and started playing piano I mean she's got two pianos in the house might as well play one of them <clears throat> right so yeah I thought I would share that she said uh, we do a really nice job and she really likes our podcast so I told her I would pass that along to you I appreciate that, Carol. And uh, I appreciate your cooking too. And I appreciate oh, yeah. 
Also appreciate your episode with us. Which episode number was it? Ooh, put me on the spot here. I don't know offhand. Yeah, no, but yeah, her episode was good. <clears throat> yeah. That was early on. That was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, trying to think. I think weekend was pretty low-key. Uh, worked on some things. Studied studied a little bit for my certifications. I'm, I'm re-upping. And, yeah, that's about it. Cooked. Been cooking a lot. I mean, we're in quarantine, but right. Yeah, I think that's think that's it. Mm-hmm. What are, what have been your uh, your favorite Herculean meals so far? Ooh, <clears throat> teriyaki chicken mm. is top three for sure. I I I wish they hadn't run out of walking taco. I bet that one is really good. I'm excited to try that. I'm but I also next, next. I I really like yeah. I want to try that. I want to try the buffalo chicken. But the other favorite I've had is the steak with uh, roasted red potatoes. I had that today for lunch. So good. So good. I didn't use one drop of hot sauce. Oh, you, you, you don't put ketchup on the potatoes? No. No. Oh. Tim, that's, know, how, they don't even, that's how good they don't it is, Tim. Them. Give it a chance. They really don't need them. But you, I, you really I, don't need – like I'm trying to think what I – I might have added some Tabasco to the carnitas. Mm. The carnitas bowl and the chicken fajitas. I might have added to that. I mean, I just I like hot sauce, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And, and then I, I had a I was at barbecue sauce to one of my favorite dishes, the uh, cherry wood uh, pulled pork mac and cheese. Put a little barbecue sauce on top of that, mix it up. Oh, it's bet, it's probably my favorite one. I bet oh. that's good. Bet that's yeah. good. I can't do the dairy or the gluten in that one, but bet that's good. Yeah. I was impressed. They do have a lot of dairy and gluten-free meals. Mm-hmm. They have quite a few. Yeah. So I'm excited to – I'll probably go another week or two and then re-up again. Same. I think just because – yeah, Brother hooked us up. Guys, off the dome at checkout at HerculeanMealPrep.com gets you 20% off your entire order. Yeah, and like that off the dome – for 20% off like that, that's a good value for per meal to not have to worry about spending the time to go drive and get anything or spend the time. To, I mean, cooking's fun, but like, if you don't want to take the time to cook, if you're having a, it's, I mean, you need to have a productive day. Like it's nothing better than just pulling it out of the freezer, throwing it in the microwave for three minutes and it comes out like it's a professionally made meal at a restaurant and you get it for such a good value per one. Like, and clean ingredients. Yeah. Like it's clean food and it tastes really good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all about it. And it helps, it prevents you from doing more dishes. Mm-hmm. We know you've all had, had enough of your, doing your dishes this quarantine. Get some Herculean meals. Herculean. Yes. That's good. I like that. No more dishes, guys. No more. We've had that's enough. Also, that's also nice to just be able to throw it away. Give the dishwasher a break. Give your hands a rest. They're drying out. They're cracking. They're bleeding. Order some Herculean meals today. Oh, and we don't get paid for that either. It's just a really good company, good people, good food off the dome. Yeah. 20%. What? What? Uh, did you go golfing this weekend, this past weekend? I did. When I, yeah. was talking about, when I was talking about the Cherrywood Pulled Pork, it reminded me of Cherry Hill Golf Course, which is what I played up mm. in uh, Fort Wayne this weekend. with my Oh, brother, nice. My little brother, Josh, who lives in Fort Wayne, and then my friend, Viraj, who is from Warsaw, where I grew up. We all met there and yeah, played there. It was, it was a good time. And it's really cool. One of the holes, 
out there, uh, hole six, it's an island green. So, Ooh, that's kind of cool. Like, you like walk out on a bridge to the green and that's yeah, cool. It, it adds a little pressure to that tee shot when you're hitting it. I was going to say, yeah, that's, a, that's a tough one. That's channel that, uh, channel that engine. Yeah. That's... Channel that engine in there. But yeah, no, it was good. I can't remember the last time all three of us, uh, met up together and hung out because it's been, because Raj's in med school, Josh works a lot. And then I work down here in Indy. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, it was good to see him and it's always good to get out and get some, get some vitamin D. Get some yeah. exercise. Oh, need that. The vitamin D is good for good for immune system. Not just the C. I know you're a big vitamin C guy. Got to throw the vitamin D in there. So I'm glad you're getting that. Um, yeah. and your streak lives on your vitamin C streak yeah. lives on. What day are we on? Four days. Let's go. Seven, four. 74 days this man has not gone a morning without his vitamin C cocktail. Not one scratchy throat, not one cough, no sniffle of any kind. Emergency, can we get a sponsorship? Hey, I I adhere to that too. I make sure that the cocktail is drank and consumed by noon every day. Wow. This man, precision. Precision. The precision in your lifestyle. Timely. Own the day, own your life. Tim, yes. you have Long. grabbed that phrase by the balls. Proud yes. of you. So, between you, your brother, and Viraj, I must ask, who is the best golfer? Uh, I barely edged out Viraj. Viraj okay. played really well. Viraj was right behind me. Josh, so, Josh, my little brother, mm-hmm. he, has, he hasn't played golf in a couple years, but he, he played oh. on the high school team with me and Viraj. This dude takes a couple years off. And he just steps on the golf course and just starts hit, hitting it normal again after taking two years. I was like, dude, you're the – like, you and mm. – I hate you. I could, I could never do that. So two years off that you're aware of. Right. Maybe he's just hustling <laughs> older brother. Maybe it's like, you right. know what? You know what? I'm going to blindside this man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. He's out on the range the previous day until like 6 a.m. Yeah. The, the guy in the pro shop – Calls him out by name. Uh, Josh, I, I thought you haven't been here. I, I, he must just remember who I was from last last couple seasons ago. Yeah, of course. Of course. Hey, you coming by for dinner again this evening? <laughs> Gosh. Well, good. Glad, uh, glad you got some good weather for it because we've been on this, this crappy rain streak. Been overcast. It's been rainy. My roommate and I try to get our walk in in like the window in the morning, late morning when it like kind of takes a break. We had to hustle a little bit the other day though. It started to rain. We had like block and a half to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, glad glad you got that in. Got to hang with your brother, your buddy. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, all right, man. Uh, anything else? interesting that you did over the weekend before we jump into um, our rles here yeah i mean the jordan documentary the finale episode oh nine, yes we we must talk michael jordan oh i wish it could just be one of those docuseries that just continues to go on forever but there's the they're doing like a game six movie this week have you seen oh that? yeah on wednesday right wednesday today tonight tonight as <laughs> you're listening you are hearing about the continuation of the greatest docu-series of all time. What time Last, is this? I think nine. Eastern. Okay. Eastern. Okay. Big boy wow. time. Yeah, that's big. Okay, that makes me happy. I'll yeah. be watching it. Yeah, big sure. boy time. Right. Um, but 
oh dude that that documentary so for those who might not know the last dance 10-part documentary series of michael jordan and his time with the bulls in in the 90s i mean they went through his entire kind of career with them but his repeat three-peat was really the highlight and was so well done interviews with him scotty pippen isaiah thomas magic johnson i mean all the legends i think the biggest winner of the documentary to me or one of the biggest winners was definitely steve kerr so steve kerr like he uh he ended up winning four straight championships. He won three straight with the Bulls, 96 through 98. Then he went to the Spurs as a free agent, won his fourth there. He's actually the only player in the last 50 years to win four straight championships. So that, that was one thing, even though obviously my, Michael carried him. But like just, just the concept behind the type of player Steve Kerr was, he went to Arizona University and he was, uh, he, he was like the best player. He's one of the best players on their team, led him to the final four. But he wasn't some like highly touted prospect coming into the NBA. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't. He wasn't on the top of draft boards, but he like worked, he worked his ass off and got to where he, he was. And was, I mean, he was pushed partly by Michael Jordan as well, but that just shows that guys like him and even guys like Rodman too, who like weren't just like heavily recruited out of, out of college. Like you can work your way up and if you're in the right place at the right time and shine mm-hmm. when you have the opportunity, like you can be successful. So yeah. I, I just, I thought that was cool. The, he got like Kerr got a lot of attention. Rodman got a lot of attention, obviously. But those two guys, they're they're lessons for everybody that any anybody can 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 make it to the very end and like achieve something. You just work hard. So I thought that was great that they highlighted them. And it's cool that you see all the behind the scenes stuff that you never know about. There were so many times I watched a few episodes with my dad, and he would say, "Oh, I never knew any of that. Oh, I had no idea. I don't remember that at all." From games to situations with the team and so it's cool to see all of that because that just goes so much more into the depth of the story and why people made decisions that they made or why so-and-so didn't get along or whatever it was it was just cool to see that stuff Mm -hmm. and give because we were super young when michael jordan was I was, i was born in 93 so i was real little and now it's, it's nice to see some of the greatest highlights, some of the, the best games and players to where I wouldn't remember that otherwise. Yeah. What's, what's kind of depressing for me, though, is growing up, I only remember watching Michael on TV wearing a Wizards jersey, which is mm-hmm. not even like anything close to what yeah. defines him at all. I remember so. him on the Wizards too. My dad does not remember him on the Wizards. I was like, that's the only time I remember watching Michael Jordan was on the Wizards. Yeah. Cause yeah, I don't know what that timeline looked like him coming back. I don't have a lot of research on that part of his life, but yeah, I just, I remember that. watching Afro Kobe. Afro Kobe. Eight, eight Afro Kobe. I remember watching him a lot. Of course. Yeah. I always played as him in, in the NBA video games. Oh, nice. Yeah. Get that fadeaway going. 100%. Big reason why I started wearing armbands and when I started playing ball in middle school. <clears throat> so, man, legend. But yeah, legend. the the Last Dance documentary, very well done. Yeah, so, I, so I'm, well definitely done. Gonna, I'm definitely going to have to go back and rewatch it again, for sure. It's definitely yeah. And I, I want to go back and, and – I, I took a little bit of notes on it the first time around, but I want to go back and like study it a little bit more. Cause there's just there's so much good stuff in there. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's, and we've talked about it a little bit last week's episode too, but just the mindset 
of such a champion and a winner. And, yeah. You know, people don't get the tight, like he wasn't trying to be a dick, but he just wanted to win that bad. Right. And so, like, he, he's the epitome of sacrifices. Like he sacrificed a lot of areas of his life so that he could just fully dedicate on, on, on basketball. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he obviously did a lot of stuff. Like he was a golfer. He loved to yeah. party, like all that different stuff, but he, he dedicated so much of his energy to winning and like he, he was willing to push people to be on his level as much as he could so that they could win. And he knew that these people weren't going to ever actually be on his level, but he just wanted them to see them try. And like, he just didn't have time for people who didn't do that. And that's why sometimes he he came off as an ass, but I gained so much respect for him on that scene. Like I can't remember what episode that was, but when he was explaining that he started crying Mm -hmm. and he he broke it off early. That was just, that was probably the most powerful scene for me. Um, I think that was the end of seven or eight. Yeah. And then uh, when he won the title in uh, 96, mm-hmm. his first title back after baseball on Father's Day when his dad wasn't there, yeah. uh, that scene of him hugging the trophy in the locker room yeah. was actually pretty crazy to me because I've only seen like pictures of that. I've never actually seen like video footage. So it was, it was crazy to see such an iconic picture like in motion like that, like hear the sounds mm-hmm. of him crying. That, yeah, that was, that was a very powerful scene that stuck out to me as well. So. Yeah. It's great. Oh, man. I loved that documentary. Mm-hmm. Just love Michael Jordan. He's yeah. forever the GOAT. Just forever. Yeah. And then, of course, all the stuff comes out about the comparisons to LeBron. And- Dude, there is none. I'm sorry. Look, LeBron is such an incredible talent. He really is. I will never take that away from him. But it's Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan is just a little more likable. I'll say it. He's just, he's more likable. That's it. Yeah. So LeBron is so good. He's so good. Come to Chicago, dude, please. But. Wait, what'd you, say, wait what'd you say? I said, come to Chicago. <laughs> I would hey. take him on the Bulls. I would take him on the Bulls for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might not I mean, like him as much as Michael Jordan, but I would have him play for Chicago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. But hey, I mean, this documentary didn't change anything. We all know uh, MJ's the goat. But like, you got to admit that LeBron, if he were to win a title with the Lakers, to win titles on three different teams, that would at least like push him in the general direction. That's at least move, it would move him up another level. Yeah. But yeah, I just. I think what Michael Jordan meant to the world and like just how big he was and how big his presence was every time he entered a building or anything. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was dedicated to winning and smoking six cigars a day. Yeah. Oh, and he, he was just relatable in the fact that I can't remember what they were. I think they were having a shoot around in Utah and he, he was like, what, they're like, Michael, what'd you do this morning? This was like on game day. And he says, I woke up. Had a couple beers, played the piano, and now I'm here. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, dude!" Yeah, that just what that's that's what made him such an interesting person to probably cover if you're a media person back then, or just like mm-hmm. learn about. Like this dude was so well rounded. Like he he was like just a he was a complete person. Like he would just go out like play golf in the morning for like a couple holes, and he'd show up to baseball practice. <laughs> yeah, it's like what the hell? Dude liked golf and his cigars, man. Respect. Yep. All right, so RLE. Yeah, let's get some real life experience in this bitch. You can go for it, bro. You can lead All off. All right. 
All right. All right. Oh, very kind of you, sir. <laughs> I, uh, I've been, I've been applying to, and I know we've, we've talked writing gigs and stuff, but I've been applying to a bunch and none, none are biting. And I feel like my length is pretty good. I usually, if I'm submitting something, unless there's like strict guidelines, I obviously follow those, but I'm usually doing, you know, about a thousand words with, with research, with, with, uh, cited sources and mostly been in the health fitness industry, some different types of magazines and online subscriptions and things and just zero, zero nibbles, not even a nibble. It's like my first time fishing again. Um, and I didn't know if like there were certain things and I know you're, you're always improving your writing, but anything that you do specifically, like, am I not simplifying something enough? Maybe I don't know how big that is. I know it's gotta be pretty clear, but I, I don't try to get too complex with things. I feel like I, I dumb it down pretty well mm-hmm. and I feel like it's informative and, and good stuff that a lot of people can use. For example, one was an article on how you don't necessarily need to do as much cardio for fat loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that to where it's very and, – and I kind of studied the magazines and, and platforms of what the content was in their category of health and fitness and kind of length. And I was really overshooting length by, by what I was seeing in most yeah. of these, these pages. It seemed like maybe they were like 800 words – uh, max. So I'm like, all right, I'll shoot for a thousand and thought that I had at least the same quality, if not better than what some of what I read, but I tried to tailor it to, to that. So I don't know if, if you had, um, ideas or tips, things that you did when you first were trying to give out practice articles, if you will, or, or samples, yeah. Um, so you, at the end of the day, you, you always got to put yourself in their shoes and understand that like you need, it's good to focus on your quality, quality, refine your quality, get your samples in there. But you also got to remember that these people that you're trying to get in touch with, like they probably have a lot of stuff going on Whether they have like a lot of emails coming in. Uh, they get a lot of calls per day. They have their own like life issues that they're worrying about. So I think persistence is the whole thing. Like mm-hmm. it's one thing to just submit like a resume or submit an article and like not really, and like never follow up again. Like if you, if you send something you want, like never follow up again, your chances of get like actually landing that gig are very small because they will forget about you because since they get so many emails, they're not going to go back and, and, and always find that check that like it's most likely going to get lost. So it's important to like, when you apply for any, like, I'm sure regardless of how you keep track of what you'd apply for. For me, I, I had an Excel document of everything that I applied for. Mm-hmm. Like the column of the, the job, the contact person, the contact person's email, and like had it all organized. And I had it on a system where I, I would like follow on, on this certain frequency. So I think um, if you're putting yourself in their shoes, they're more likely to hire you if you're like actually being persistent and like reaching back out to them like multiple times, not to the point where you're like stalking them or bugging them, but something that's appropriate, like, like once every two weeks or once every week, I think 
well, I think once a week is, is a good frequency or once every two or three weeks from there. But yeah, I mean, if you remember with our episode with Kristen Corpus, I can't remember what episode it was. She's the, she was, the, she's a professional writer. Like she generates all yeah. her income through editorial writing, guest blogging. Like when she was on our show talking about how she was able to get in touch. I mean, you heard what she said. She was like following up with them all the time. Like yeah. borderline bugging them. So yeah, I would focus. I mean, like I said, put yourself in their shoes, offer them value that they'd be interested in. I'll always, always do inventory on your personal pieces and what you're writing and always go back and like reread them and see like what you like and don't like. And um, always continue to just keep generating new stuff. But once you have that, those, those like that article inventory of like five to 10 articles you can cycle through and like use those examples, then you need to be mindful about actually following up with the, the person who's going to hire you. So I think that's probably the best way to go about it cool. for me at least. I appreciate it. No, that that's, that's good because yeah, I'd say that's a good area of improvement. Mine would be is following up like in, in that, in that fashion. Now I yeah. did that on a couple jobs. There was a job in Phoenix with a company called Exos that I was pretty excited for and I did follow up with that didn't get it is what it is and but yeah stuff like this I need to have more discipline about following up no it's good I like that appreciate and that. it and it's not like promising oh you're gonna get it if you do this mm-hmm. but like it's it's a numbers game it's a chance game you're, yeah your odds go up you yeah they, they immediately go up if you have a system of consistently following up and it's and the more you stay at it it's gonna pay off for you eventually I promise yeah yeah good point and yeah, when we talk to you, hopefully we'll release this episode next Thursday that we had with Will Knopfsinger, Yacht Broker, but he talked about follow-ups and going up to yeah. the point of almost being annoying. Yeah. And he said follow-ups were so crucial. So yeah, okay. I'll, uh, excuse me, I'll give that a shot. Yes, Appreciate sir. Appreciate it. Other than that, I've just been uh, still loving on the guitar. Um, still really enjoying working on some challenging songs working on a little bit of chili peppers right now. I'll kind of go through some different just scales, just kind of get some technical stuff back a little bit slowly. And I'll, I'll start jazzing around, kind of playing around with chords. If it doesn't sound good, I'll, I'll try to make it sound good. And if it's like, nah, all right, I'm done. But I had this progression that I liked and some words just kind of came to me. So I started writing down, you know, I had a line that I would put at the, beginning of a song and then the line I would put at the end. And so I'm just kind of working my way, whatever comes to me, like, Oh, is this a verse? Is this uh, a chorus? Is this a hook or what? So I'm just kind of slowly, I'm not forcing anything, but I haven't written mute like an actual song in a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go through that progression in the middle of me, just kind of practicing on my own and at the end before I finish and just see if anything comes to me and I'll write down new lyrics that come to me. And so I'm just piecing it together like a puzzle, but it's kind of fun because it's just, I started playing something. I liked it. It reminded me of something. And then just words came just a little bit at a time, but yeah. So now it's not just playing, but if something comes to me, I put it down and see if I can make anything that sounds halfway decent. Yeah. And that's, that's great, man. And it's, it's good to track that improvement and like and set goals, but like, it's all about like what it makes you feel when you're doing it. Like Mm -hmm. if you're feeling good and it's like relieving stress and bringing happiness into your life, like that, that's the key thing here, man. That's awesome. Good to see you doing that.
So yeah, that's uh, it's about my RLE section. I think that wraps that up. So yeah, but yeah, needed some good advice on the writing. So I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll cut that. We can play it back, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> I I, don't, I only charge I only charge about fifty bucks a minute, so it's okay. Sit and spin, hell. <laughs> cut that. That's funny. Hey, you're a funny guy, Tim. Ah 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 ah. ah. What you got going on? What's what's going on in the life of Tim? Talk to me about yeah, life man. of Tim. So my real life experience this week it's it's about a lesson I learned from a huge mistake that I made on a project that I was Ooh. working for. I'm actually going to keep it pretty. Uh, uh, I'm not going to get specific on anything because I don't want to. I just want to focus on the lesson learned. But bottom line, sure. I was working on a project and I had to get it back by like like 72 hours later. Mm-hmm. And when I turned it in, I got feedback on it. And apparently I had missed the mark on the entire point of the project wow. I was solving. Uh, and it wasn't really anything about like the quality of it, but just I answered the wrong question behind the point of the project. Mm-hmm. But the mistake I made is when I first got the project assigned to me, I should have asked a clarification question because it was actually a pretty easy fix. I just misunderstood the question that was being asked. Uh. And so if I would have just asked a clarification question and not tried to just go figure it out myself and like just determine it myself. Cause I knew it was kind of ambiguous at first, but I like just try to decipher it myself, but it's sure. good to have two way dialogue with, with the person you're working on something for, whether it's a project, a paper, anything you need, it's good to like ask questions about something if you don't understand something. Cause people, everyone communicates differently. Everyone asks different type of questions. Everyone uses different words for different things that, they think it means so you always have to get on the same page about what the question means that someone is asking no matter what so and it was a pretty easy fix when i went back and and worked on the project again and and turned it back in uh but yeah i could have just saved myself a lot of time a lot of stress and just a mistake by just asking a single question and clarifying something so lesson learned that's tough because no one interprets anything the same way unless you say say the sky is blue grass is green that Mm -hmm. you you're going to interpret that the same but if yeah if there's a little wiggle room in any sense of that then you know that that is okay that's an autonomous piece of the request you know also maybe that teaches them to clarify next time a little more too. make sure that there's nothing questionable with what the ask is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it never hurts to just ask the question, but I mean, now, you know, right. Like you, you thought you had an idea, which <clears throat> look, people also like others that just make a decision and go with it. Yeah. If you got to correct it, look, you corrected it and it's fine, but yeah. you at least made a decision. You're not asking questions every single day on every single project. Right. So, and the important thing is just expectations, mm-hmm. whether it's just, whether it's relationships, whether it's projects, whether it's anything, no matter like if you're working on something with someone else, if there's someone else involved and you're trying to achieve the same thing, you have to be clear about what you expect from each other. Mm-hmm. You, you got it. You got to ask the necessary questions to make sure you're on the same page before you begin the project, before you anything like any big thing that you're taking on if you're in a relationship if you're getting married like you got to have expectations no matter what you're doing yeah if it's with someone else yeah yeah 100 100 well let's learn the hard way tim yeah hey 
I like, I mean, I, I tried to remember, I just tried to think back to what Gary Vee said. Mistakes are always good. You should never be ashamed of a mistake. It's always, uh, you're defined by your losses. So mm-hmm. it's Facts. a good thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ready to get down and nerdy with it. Facts. Who started? <laughs> you or me? I will, I will start. I'm being, I'm feeling selfish. I'm going first. All right. Your world. So, Let's go. Yeah. You're, you're just talking in it. Changemaker <laughs> by Dr. John Berardi. And I just read a chapter where he discussed being client centered and coach centered. So this book is tailored towards health and fitness professionals, but it can also be tailored towards manager employee. So, so you can really take it and diversify it to your environment, but client centered and coach centered with, with, a good amount of health and fitness coaches, it might not always be immediately, oh, what's best for my client or my patient? It might be, oh, let me impress them with my knowledge. And you, that might not be the sole intention, but that's just how it comes off because you have all this good knowledge going on and you want to show them that you know things, that you're a credible source, that you can help them. But that might kind of overstep you just asking the question of what's really going on. Okay. How are you feeling? When does this happen? What time of day? Is it every day? Is it after a certain meal? Whatever it may be, you know, you do, you have to do a lot of probing as a coach with, with your clients and patients. Like that, that's the only way you can take that good knowledge. Any, anyone and everyone can have good knowledge in their brain. It's, can you apply it the best way possible? It's application. Like I don't tell people there's bad foods, there's bad application of foods. Same with exercise. Exercise isn't bad unless you're doing it poorly or it's got bad application to it. So I, I really enjoyed this chapter because one thing that, and I'll brag on myself a little bit, that I think I do well with clients that I've had in the past is find out the very fine-tuned details. My initial intake that I have people fill out and send back to me gives me a a really good blueprint of what's going on. But then that initial consultation, we get to the nitty gritty details. I can ask more specific questions. I can kind of read their language. I can interpret their words. I can maybe clarify a question. I can really get the answers that I'm looking for. And it's just doing that extra, extra digging as -hmm. opposed to really understand, okay, how can I take, all this that I know funnel it into this, into this small box and give them a little taste at a time so that my education also drives their compliance, but I'm not overloading them with shit that they don't need to know. Right. Like everyone like there's the saying, no one cares how much you know, unless they know how much you care. Yeah, that's great. So, so that's, that's how I took this, this chapter for sure is, you can know a lot of things, but can you listen and then apply it properly to really help that person? So, yeah, it, it was a good one. It's, it's a nice reinforcement and reminder of, hey, knowing stuff is great. Knowing how to apply it is better. Yeah. And, and being a human about it. You know, like coaches aren't perfect on shit either. So be, be that relatable coach and, and – help them how you see fit with what, with the information that they give. Cause no one's more of an expert on their body than themselves. Well said. Yeah. No one's 
an expert on their body but themselves. That's the whole yeah. point. It's when you first get to know them, it's, it's all about them. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. Like you got to find out like wh- why they do certain things. And you talk about the application behind it. You can't apply it if you don't know their situation. So mm-hmm. you got to focus on them. Like, like you said, you can ask more detailed questions and make it about them when you go in for the consultation. So yeah. you can, you, you can start with the, with the quantitative data and then use that to, to better ask qualitative questions about them. So that's good. Yeah, it's it's really good book. Very, very good guidance for for coaches, for sure. Um, But like I said, you can use that. You can apply that to a manager and employee. Maybe maybe your managing style is how can you make sure that every day after you leave, you benefited yourself? Or Mm -hmm. are you going in, okay, how can I help my people? How can I make them maybe enjoy something a little better, do something a little more efficiently? How can we make a meeting a little more relaxed and casual and get everyone involved, you know, just improving the environment. So you can, like I said, you can apply it to a bunch of different roles and scenarios, but just very well, well guided book. And it's pretty straight to the point, which I, which I appreciate a lot. So, yeah, that's great. I love it. Yeah. Founder of precision nutrition. Good company. Good company. All right, man, what you got for some book talk? Oh, it's finally my turn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did have one more thing I want. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding, my brother. Uh, so I when know. I was watching, <laughs> when I was watching the MJ document, this guy. When I was watching the MJ documentary, they were talking about uh, Steve Kerr when they were giving him his segment. Uh, he was talking about how he w- would go to the UCLA games as a child and watch their game. And mm. they flashed John Wooden on the screen during the documentary. Oh, I was, okay. I was so hyped when I saw him. And that reminded me and influenced me for my book talk for today, uh, The Game Plan for Life by John Wooden. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. So in the, in the book, he talks about, uh, like, challenges. So whether it's giving a challenge to someone else or someone challenging you, the importance and, like, how that – that bonds people together is challenges because uh, humans love to feel like humans have a sense of belonging that they need mm-hmm. to feel, to feel happy, whether it's belonging to a family, belonging to a loved one uh, and challenges. Like when someone throws down a challenge for you, it shows that they're as passionate about something as you are. And it, he just talks about the importance of giving and challenges. And like Carnegie talks that about that in his book is a way to influence someone is throw down a challenge for them. It brings you closer together. Hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to, that reminded me of that part of that book. And it's something that you can apply in like your own life. And it's something that I, I tried out too uh, to implement because I have a, I have a group chat with my friend Viraj from back home. And then my friend Gabe, who's actually also from, from back home. And it's, it's our stock group chat. So all, all, we, do, all, all we do is talk about the, comp- the companies we're buying, what the stock's doing. It's That's just funny. the three of us. And, and like, we're all like crazy, just passionate about it. So like we, I laid out a challenge for them because we, we, we all use Robinhood for the, for the stock yeah. app. Yeah. And uh, you can like refer people with the fer- referral link. So I threw out a challenge and I said, each of you better get 10 referrals from Robinhood using the link before the end of the year. Jeez. <laughs> we all have, I said, we all have to do it. Me too. This yeah. guy and his referral link. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was just a small example. Just bottom line yeah. is like, if you really try to influence someone, grow close, closer to someone, 
find something you, you both are passionate about, a topic, uh, a sport, whatever, and like yeah. throw a challenge. Throw out a challenge surrounding it for both of you or just for them. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, challenges are good. Because then it's, it's different than, hey, would you be able to do this for me sometime? Or do you think you would try this? Oh, yeah, I'd probably give that a shot sometime. That'll never happen. Mm-hmm. If it's a direct, hey, I challenge you to do this. Even if it's, if you listen to a great podcast, say, I don't know, a couple guys just kind of chopping it up. It's called Off the Dome Radio. You find this great podcast. Send it to three friends of yours that week and say, hey, guys, I challenge you to listen to, what episode is this going to be? 131? Yeah. Yes. I challenge you to listen to episode 131 of Off the Dome Radio. Here is the link. All you have to do is click it, and it will take you directly to iTunes. So I challenge all you listeners to do that. <laughs> but but no, that, that's, that's good where it's, you know, it's more deliberate. Last, last week, I think it was, we were talking about how you want to do things on purpose. And, and whether you're speaking or, or you're writing or whatever it is, you do things with purpose. And the same as with the challenge. It has that sense of, oh, that's directly towards me. Like that's not a general thing. Oh, maybe we should try this sometime. That's a, hey, I challenge you to do such and such within this week. Mm-hmm. And everyone has time to do whatever that challenge is. Everyone has time. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, I like how you said it. it throws down the challenge of, hey, now I'm challenging you. And if it's even to listen to something, it's to give them a better day with entertainment or help them learn something that you thought was valuable. So it's, it's wanting them to improve in some fashion. Yeah. Something that can make them healthier. Who knows? Who knows? hundred percent. So right on dude. Anything else? I am good for today. All right, everyone. Thank you for hanging with us. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Uh, Always appreciate when you guys tune in. If you're enjoying the episodes, please head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And let us know some topics you want us to cover. Maybe some people that you'd like us to reach out to, have some certain guests on the show. We're always down to have different conversations with unique individuals. We love getting to know people. We are naturally curious by trade. And we appreciate your ear. As always, we'll talk to you next time.